Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is our goal here every single day. Thank you for being on the journey with us. Our quote of the day comes from the man we are studying very intensely, Dr. Joe Dispenza. You can't wait for that healing to feel wholeness. You have to feel wholeness for that healing to occur. What up, Heal Squad? <laughs> Welcome back. We are chatting with two incredible women today whose lives were forever changed because of the work they did with Dr. Joe Dispenza. They are uh, true testimonials that I experienced at my week-long meditation event, and I said, I need you guys on the show. I need everybody to hear what's possible, right? Because if you see it, you can be it, and... Uh, you know, these women had extraordinary experiences. I'm having extraordinary experiences, but these, I mean, these are just like the Mount Everest of extraordinary experiences. So you're going to hear two incredible stories, uh, Evie and Kristen's today. I'm so excited to share them with you. And of course, this is like Joe Dispenza week. So we also have Dr. Joe. You're going to hear two testimonials that I was so blown away by. And you will be too. And I believe that after this, there's no way you guys aren't going to be signing up for the formula to start. That's the introductory, I always say. Uh, I think they say that too. But that's how I got into it. And uh, and so I think I think this is going to be really powerful. So gear up, friends, for some emotional roller coaster rides because you're going to hear some super intense healing stories. And I am just so excited to share them with you. So without further ado, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Evie. All right. Well, um, I am so excited to have you share your story, Evie. Um, I know that you were uh, kind of like, you weren't even supposed to give your testimonial that day. You just popped up. And yeah, so, that's correct. you know, it was such a beautiful experience for all of us because we got to witness what was possible. As, as Dr. Joe talks about, it's like, when you see that new four minute mile, you know, you can, you can do it too. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how this journey started, um, where your diagnosis started and all of that. 
So as you said, my name is Evie Jenis. Uh, I am a mother of three and work actually in uh, the software world, as well as you may remember, I'm on the board of the InterSize Research Fund, which is funding the clinical research on meditation, which is another story. But that was post your success with everything. You were like, I have to be a part of this. Yeah, well, it's all, you know, synchronicity, right? So, you know, I met Hemel, as he mentioned, uh, in April of 2020. And as you know, he leads um, the research on meditation, basically to assess, improve, and get evidence that meditation changes biology and physiology with the end goal of this becoming part of the standard of care. So when you talk to your doctors, it's not just diet and exercise and possibly supplements, it's the benefits of meditation. So it becomes like brushing your teeth. Yeah. That's and he's at UC San Diego. So he's been Correct. in these meditation events, studying brains live in real time, Correct. studying blood Correct. and mm-hmm. everything to see what this really does and what the power of it really is. That is correct. And he has a whole team that he works with. He also has collaborations with other institutions uh, in, the, in the U.S. And I met him when he just first got on board in April 2020 uh, at the Orlando event. And I had walked up to him because I was stunned that he had not gotten financing or they had not gotten financing from the National Institute of Health for COVID uh, study. And I was offering to help with my network because I, ha- I work in healthcare and and I thought that I might be able to help them. And then we just struck up, you know, we had conversations, blah, blah, blah. I won't go through it all. At the end of the day, um, the uh, a nonprofit was set up and then I was asked to be on the board. And again, going back to, yes, I wanted to get involved in this as I had decided when I got diagnosed the second time and this all worked so well for me that my next phase was going to be dedicating my time and energy and skill set and life to helping others and getting this out into the general public, you know, that it wasn't just for the select few that got it or, you know, did the research on it, but that it just became ubiquitous. So that's how it all kind of came about. Um, but the how I got into the whole Dr. Joe thing is I was diagnosed in 2015, had breast cancer. What kind of breast cancer did you have? Um, it was HER2 negative hormonal positive. So it's the 80% that everybody gets. And I live in the Netherlands. I'm American, as you can hear by my accent. Uh, and the cool thing is they fast track anything breast cancer here. So I found the lump was at my general practitioner the next day. And the very next morning, within four hours, I had a mammogram, ultrasound, biopsy, and the results. Wow. Four hours later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, nine o'clock, I was in there having a mammogram. And by one o'clock, I was be told it, being told you have breast cancer. There's a little head spinning. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. you know, what's, what's amazing is it's so hard to get these appointments and they're oh, spread out so time. much that by the time you get there, things, the cancer spread too, with the spreading of the time for yeah. the scheduling. So that's amazing. And then you have that stress, you're right, for the whole waiting. And they take that out of the system here. And it's a specific fast track that they have for potential breast cancer patients. So I was extremely thankful that I was here. And secondly, that my GP put me on that fast track. And so they tell you you have stage what? This was stage, they thought it was stage two, 
Um, they didn't know yet. Uh, and again, because I work in healthcare, I'm on the business side, but I understand all this kind of stuff. So I convinced the surgeon who I was dealing with to tell me not in 10 days, all of the different variables that go with your diagnosis, but to tell me as each one came out, because that would allow me to do a bit of research. So I, I guess by the end of it, you know, I guess it took a week or so until you find out all of the like the HER2 negative hormonal positive, they didn't know that. They only knew that there was cancer. So they have to do additional testing in order to be able to determine exactly what type of cancer, what stage it was. I had an additional MRI because the radiologist was completely freaked out that uh, that this tumor was there. And he went back to the other mammograms that I had him every year. And he said, I see nothing. I know exactly where to look. And he brought me back to look at all the scans. Wow. And there was nothing there. So what happens from there? Because I know this becomes this crazy roller coaster story. Yeah, the, the roller coaster part actually came later. This was not this, you know, at first, you know, it's a kick in the teeth, it's a kick in the gut. You go through a lot of emotion. Um I decided this is all pre-Dr. Joe. I decided at one moment that I was just gonna go to the worst case scenario and make peace with that. And that was that I would die. But then I said, okay, but I'll see my mom. I know this will resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will see one of my best friends, my sorority sister and roommate. And I was like, okay, and the, and I'm spiritual like you are. So this is supposed to happen. It's part of the journey. We all signed up for this. So I kind of made peace with that. And then I got the warrior on, you know? So then it was getting all the, the ducks in the row um, to make sure that I survived that didn't come back. You know, I, I had pretty good, you know, impression that I would get through this, but I didn't want it to come back. I know if it comes back, that's really bad. So I really sailed through chemo. I was very fit, ate well, tweaked everything, tweaked the supplements. Um, yeah. As I said, when I was at Dr. Joe, I you would never know I was sick. I looked perfectly healthy. My oncologist would always say, what the heck do you do? I had no hair. That's how you knew. Um, but as I also said, found upside of that, it was like a vacation from hair, got ready faster, <laughs> had cool scarves, all different baseball hats, depending on what I was doing, worked out like crazy. And by August, had a mastectomy. And um, that was in, started in February. And by August, I had the mastectomy. And there was no cancer at all detected. And she said, okay, you can't get any better than this. It was not in your lymph nodes. It was not in the breast tissue. Go your live your life. I can't imagine this will ever come back. So just go bump in the road. And then in March of 2019, I blew out my back at the gym, three herniated discs, physical therapy, cortisone shots, you know, crazy pain, all of that stuff. And that's when they discovered that I had spots on my pelvis. So that was September, 2019. So you coasted for a little bit. And then you get another diagnosis. So what happens after the the spots on the pelvis? Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content. And a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community? Or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment. And we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. That was a bit stunning, I have to say, because I really did not see that coming. I was convinced that I was good. And when it came back, I realized that I was doing something to attract it. It was never supposed to come back. You know, I had the best out, you know, outcome you could get. But having so, such a good mindset, I'm curious, you know, part of this is believing you're going to be good, right? Is the belief that you are healthy, that you are strong, whatever. So you had that. So what do you think contradicted that, that you invited this back in? I didn't change what I think the triggers were. So as you know, from, from Dr. Joe, it's, you can't expect change unless you change, right? You can't expect things to be different. And I hadn't really changed. And I still was going hundred miles an hour. I super type a lots of stress was addicted to stress. Didn't keep, you know, going deeper and, you know, trying to develop more enough, you know, I did to an extent, but not enough, but the big one was the stress. And I think that a lot of people, men and women, uh, you know, especially in the States, but I can say also where I live in Europe, it's just a big problem. And, uh, that was, that was the aha moment for me. It's like, okay, I got to change that. And this was after I got my clinical program together I figured out what I was going to do. And then I found out about Dr. Joe through friends in Europe and in, in the U S within a day of each other, you know, they both told me, I was like, okay, I got to lift this guy up <laughs> and, I mean, it, and watch London reel was one of the first things I watched. And I thought this makes total sense to me. And it was the, you, you, you're attracting it, I, but I already knew that I was doing something, but that gave it a framework and a structure to work within. What do you say to people who get upset at the notion that they're inviting this? It's a good question. That's actually a really good question. I've never been asked that. Um, I would say, forgive yourself for inviting it. We're all human. We all make mistakes and we're all here to learn. And I truly believe that this is the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. And that when you get these obstacles that come on your path, some of them are a piece of sand in your shoe and some is like a brick against your head and cancer is a brick against your head. And it's probably because you hadn't been noticing the sand in your shoe, the pebble against your leg, you know, all these little warnings. That makes me want to cry. Oof. And this is the moment to, you know, be accountable, so to say, and look at yourself and say, okay, what could I do differently? to change the, you know, projected outcome here, which in stage four is obviously not a good one. Yeah. I, Cause that's the thing that's really hard, right? Like my mom is an angel. She was so amazing. How could she do this to herself? And I know that there are a lot of people who get so upset. They're like, I'm a good person. I did not attract this. I did not deserve this, but it's, it's less about like the negative end of that. And really about just how right. you've lived your life 
is, is what I'm hearing. It's, it's the choices that you were making and how to live under those stressors and under those worries and fears and whatever it is, um, not paying attention to your body, not loving yourself with those signals coming in. So in paying attention to those things shift. So share with us what that process was like when you got to Dr. Joe's work, were you instantly in, were you kind of weirded out? Were you, how was it for you? I wasn't weirded out because I've been, you know, I'm interested in, you know, life after death and, and a good friend of mine is a medium and a psychologist. And so, you know, I've spoken to my mother, I've spoken to my friend, Lisa, who died, who's my story. So, I mean, all of that stuff was not, you know, I know a lot of people think that's woo woo. I was always attracted to that from a, you know, probably in my thirties. Deepak Chopra was probably the first one I started reading. Spiritual Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. That was the first book I read. So um, that was I forget that when I'm going off on a tangent, Marie, and I don't forget remember what the question oh, was. Oh, don't worry. We were talking about um, go, getting to Dr. Joe's work initially. What oh, was it yes. like for you? So and were you going in with I, the intention of I have to heal myself? Yes, I did. I, I what well, I was going in is like I got to fix this. That was more my. It wasn't so use that vernacular feel myself. It's like, I have to fix this. I have to live. My whole thing was I have to see my children through their first child. And my husband was like, well, I think you need to stay a bit longer than that. You know? (laughs) So it was, so, um, when what clicked with me is how he explains his work, the, you can't expect change without changing. And I followed the steps. And the first step is Figure out what you can do to change the outcome and what you could have contributed to where you are at that moment. So mine was addicted to stress. So I decided, okay, that's it. I am going to change how I think, how I behave, how I speak, everything. And this was also why I was in crazy pain on heavy drugs because my back was such a mess. And it was nothing to do with the cancer. I was just, that was actually a blessing, right? Horrible blow back blowout, but they, they found the cancer because of that. And um, that was exhausting. I mean, really, really, really exhausting because you, you know, when you you have just stuff happen at work or the uh, the kids' shoes are all over the place and there's wet towel on the kitchen table, (laughs) all this stuff, you want to react. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to react. So it's this constant checking myself. Yeah. And um, and at the same time, listening to Dr. Joe going through the progressive intensive. Uh, all the different interviews, starting to uh, meditate. And within two and a half weeks, maybe a, a tad bit more, all the pain in my back was gone. I mean, gone. And I was so stunned by that. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? I am so all in on this because how does that happen? And my, um, the anesthesiologist, she's a friend of a friend, I, he was do. I was in pain management at this point because I didn't know what to do with me. And uh, I had gone in the last time, kind of like the, the hunchback from Notre Dame as I walked in dragging my leg behind me. And I called him, I canceled all my points. And he's like, what are you doing? And I said, yeah, all the pain's gone. And he said, did you, what? You know, like, what? He said, you could hardly walk when I was here. I said, yeah, I know, but now it's gone. I said, I'm doing this new meditation thing. I think it has something to do with that. And he said, Evie, I believe in meditation, but that's not possible. And I said, it is. And then he said, call me immediately when it comes back. And I said, it is so not coming back. And it didn't. And so then I was all in, you know, and then my also my husband was like, who is this guy you're listening to? 
I need to, I need to get in on this. You know, I'm, I'm going in all in with you. You know, if you can do the pain thing, cause he had been living with me with this crazy pain you can do the cancer. So that's how it, that's how it started. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I think the results are so amazing. Like I had really, you know, I was suffering with a lot of anxiety. It was after my mom died or whatever. And so I can imagine that in three days it was like, poof. (laughs) And, and I've been happier. I'm like floating through my days. I'm doing my pineal gland by the way, every night between one and 4am. Like I'm so the, like, I'm going to do everything to heal everything (laughs) because you know, I didn't realize the list of stuff that was going on until I had to think of what I wanted to heal. I'm like, man, I accrued a lot of things over these years. And Mm -hmm. so, um, okay. So then you heal yourself of the, the back pain. What happened with the cancer? So the first PET scan was in November. So three months later, and my oncologist was, uh, usually we chit chat, we both like to travel. So it's like, Hey, uh, you know, talk about the next trip. And she, she's like, Evie, I have such good news. I, you know, no chit chat. And then uh, she said, the scans are so good. You know, it's, it's dramatically decreased and your bone is already rebuilding. Cause at this point, which I forgot to mention is it was not just in my pelvis, but it was in my hips, spine, both legs, both arms, collarbone, shoulder, and jaw. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah. So it had spread in that whole time and you were consistently working out through it? I didn't know. No, yeah. I mean, this is September. The diagnosis was not just your back or your pelvis, but it's all over the place. So how long before it significantly decreased? What was that time difference? Three months. Three months of meditating. Mm -hmm. And how often were you meditating? Now, I also took uh, anastrozole, which is, uh, I'm an east meets west person. Yeah. There's lots of people that only want to do east and only want to do west. I'm I'm a believer in gaps and both. Me too. Yeah. So um, I did anastrozole, which, uh, and combined it with proboziclip, which is... uh, was not the protocol in the Netherlands, but it was in, the, in several institutions in the U.S. So I convinced them to do that here as well. But they were like, if we can get this stable, this is a win, right? So, and that it went so down and so fast, they were really So stuck. maybe do you think everything worked together? Uh, I suspect so. Yeah. Um, because it's difficult for me to say that, it was one or the other. I do not, I do believe 100% that I would not have had the outcome without the meditation. I mean, that I know to my, you know, soul. Well, you all also have the evidence of your back healing 
Um, when yeah. you're working with a pain clinic, like poof, it's gone in two and a half weeks. So I yep. think that's a fair assessment. So it had yep. spread everywhere. Now it's, you know, significantly come down. What happens from there? Well, the, in December, there was a big moment on the change of the personality. And I told this, uh, at the event is I was taking my middle daughter who was 20 at the time to go or eight, 19 or something to pick up her new passport. And in the Netherlands, you have to have, you know, different documents and stuff to get a passport. And I really needed it that day. And she came in from Rotterdam from university, come pick it up. We're driving there. She looks at me, she goes, uh, I don't think I actually even ordered the passport. And now typically that would have me going, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding? And I was so chill. And I said, Oh, okay. And then she said, well, and I, I didn't order because I didn't have the right documents. And actually I don't have those documents with me now either. I mean, I would have, I would have lost it in my previous person. I said, Oh, okay, well, let's get there and see what we can work out. And the Dutch are pretty reasonable. So I was able to to negotiate a, a solution by FaceTiming her roommate and showing real time these documents. And so we could order the the passport and we get back in the car and I really expected her to say, I am so proud of you, mom, that you didn't get mad at all. And you were totally chill through the whole thing. And she didn't say anything. And I was really disappointed. And we were sitting at dinner and she starts to tell the story. She goes, Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe to my other two daughters, my husband, I really screwed up. And I was supposed to have the pen. I didn't do the passport. Didn't have the documents. Mom. And they're looking. Cause I think my kids are thinking, Oh man, you're in deep trouble now. And, uh, <laughs> And then she said, and mom was totally chill through the whole thing. And then she looked and she goes, I have four words. I love Joe Dispenza. (laughs) Yep. My husband's saying that every day too, because he says, change your personality and you change your reality. And so part of the work is it, it's not just going in and Kevin said, Maria, stop saying this is just meditation. It's not. He's like, you're changing your behaviors, your beliefs, everything. So for you, you were conscious of... I have to make different choices. So instead of getting angry at my daughter in this moment, but were you also conscious of, because this is something I've realized, that we only have so much energy. (laughs) Like I look at it like a cup now. I used my energy for worry, fear, stress, anger, frustration, annoyance, and then I was depleted, and then I needed 10,000 coffees. (laughs) And now I'm like, I choose where I want my anger to go or my frustration to go. I I don't really have much of it anymore. I don't get annoyed when the dogs pee in the kitchen or if there's scraps on the counter because I used to have to everything pristine. Yeah. I choose not to do that. So it's part of changing your, what's going to irk you, what's not. You are, you are actually in control of that. But before we weren't because we weren't conscious. Exactly. That's exactly correct. And I chose not to react. I just made a thing and not to react. And if I did react because something really not good happened, whether it was work-related or um, in your my personal life, I would say, okay, you can flip out for 10 minutes. That's it. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, get back and be centered. And so I would do that. I would be literally like, okay, for 10 minutes, I can be annoyed, angry, mad, whatever. But then I would also have this thing, you know, this is not worth me being sick over this is not worth me exasperating what's already going on in my body. I'm not going to be let this control that. So it was also, um, 
that I wanted to change, but also there was, I knew there was a consequence to that behavior because this is the spot I'm in because of that. So I need to change. Yes. That's the thing is, you know, now, as we're saying, like for me in the, at the event, I kept writing notes and I kept saying, oh my God, the illness is me. The illness is me. The illness is me. It's my thoughts. It's my behaviors. It's my actions. It's what I'm doing to myself when I'm getting stressed and I just keep going deeper and beating myself up and all of that energy instead go the other way and give yourself compassion, give yourself love, be free of all of it. None of it matters. And, and now you allow the body to heal. We don't allow our bodies to heal because we're always revved. And so if we can be conscious and stop that before it hits, you're healing yourself every time you make a different choice. That's how I look at it. Yep. I completely agree with you. That's exactly true. You're being kind to yourself. Yeah. Okay. So now you've changed your personality. You're seeing the rewards. Your daughter is like, holy shit. Kevin says every day, he goes, where did my wife go? Who stole my wife? (laughs) He keeps saying there's an alien. Yeah. I'm an alien. And it's like Joe Dispenza says, every time you come out of those meditations, you're coming into a new body. So I'm like, Kevin, I'm a new person. I was having struggles thinking of going to a basketball game. People know me at games to be very intense. The Celtics would call me to go to their playoff games because they needed my energy to help. Like the, 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 Yes. Like it was intense. They, they knew I was the sixth, I was the sixth man on the court, Evie. And I would swing games so much that the Lakers would get their cheerleaders to hide me with towels on the court. They would drown me out. If I started screaming, they would start doing cheers. They did everything to stop me because I was so intense. I go, Kevin, I I can't be that person anymore. I'm not that person. They're going to think I'm an alien at these games, but what am I going to do? I don't want to waste my energy. On that one, I'm trying to heal myself. I'm very focused. So (laughs) it's so funny. You have to ask for a permission slip to miss a few games. Yeah, I know. I know. So now it's funny when we were watching playoffs and uh, we would be losing, Kevin would get so upset. I go, honey, honey, relax. It's okay. We're going to be fine. Watch. You got to believe in them. You don't believe in them if you're getting angry. And he's like, what? I go, I believe in them. I know they got it. And it was, it was such an interesting, like little twist, right? Yep. Okay. So enough basketball. You've now had reality, personality changes. You've had physical changes. The cancer was going away. Now I do remember at the event, you said at some point when you were healed, you, you laid off. So I don't know if I'm too early for that, but Tell me well, from I'll here. Skip, I'll skip through. I went to Bogota to a progressive because that was the only thing available soon. So progressive uh, so was I, his course that you go to yes. live um, and you get to experience this live and full immersion. But only for three days. So it's like Friday night to Sunday night. It's this. It's the course before a week long advance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the world shut down, essentially, you know, a couple months later. I was scheduled for a week long in Spain in April, which obviously got canceled. And so I just continued to, you know, do the work at home, uh, all the work. It's not just meditating, like Kevin says, it's all the work that goes with it. And by August, I was really, I was already in May flirting with normal tumor markers. My scans were really great. Uh, And 
this was a miss, I think, also on my part, which I didn't mention before, is that I was really upset and angry with myself that I didn't have normal in May and it should be completely gone in May. And I was went into a funk for about a week. My oncologist thought I was nuts because she was like, this is amazing. Like, why are you so upset? But I was so convinced that it was gone, like it had to be gone. And then I realized, okay, you got to relax, be kind to yourself a bit more. And by August, I was inside uh, normal tumor markers. And what I did is I didn't lay off, but I went into maintenance mode. And this is something I really share with other people that are in this, uh, you know, into this sort of thing and in this in the situation of a, a severe illness and then they get better. Don't stop peeling the onion. Don't stop figuring out what else you can learn. Where else can you develop? Where are all the where are some more places that you could improve upon? And within weeks it started coming back. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. So can and you tell me what the difference meditating. between the pre-work and the, and the maintenance work, like where were you when you were fully healing? What were you doing? And then where did you, what was maintenance like? When I was fully healing was changing my personality. So I was fo- completely focused on changing my personality and, um, sending out, you know, walking down the street and sending out bursts of hearts to people, you know, like all those kinds of things. Yeah. I want to hear them because people don't know Evie. People don't know how to do it. I love that. I do the burst of hearts too. Um, and I've done it before even Dr. Joe too, but I love that. Tell me more. So I, you know, if I'm just walking down the street and you just see somebody, I would just like, you know, you know, your heart fills up. You know what I mean by that? Your heart will fill up and then you kind of throw it out to the person. 
And it was fun. You know, I mean, it felt wonderful. It's a little bit like, um, like the Care Bears. Yeah. It's a bit more than that. That just popped into my head. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, it's not a good translation because this is a Dutch thing. It's giving something to somebody that they're not expecting it. And it can be something super small, but they're so happy that you gave it to them and you are even happier that you did give it to them, you get more out of it than the person who's receiving. Mm-hmm. And so I would do all of these types of little things, you know, I mean, just small things, you know, whether it was anonymously leaving something for someone who needed it or um, supporting someone without them knowing it, you know, I mean, there was all of these acts of random acts of kindness, let's say, and then also working on myself um, on the whole changing the personality. And when I, when I went, when everything got normal, I had kind of perfected those and I kept doing those, but I didn't look for the next thing to do. But were you doing, what were you doing meditation wise in those times? I, twice a week, I mean, twice a week, twice a day, morning and night. Uh, and what I did generally is in the morning is, was the full intention of the work of what I wanted, you know, I wanted to heal. I would, that was my main focus, obviously, is that I was perfectly healthy. And then in the evening, as I got better at it, I would go freestyle, so to say. So my husband, so he's so kind. He made me all of this super cool meditation music that he provided from different sources. And he had it on all different, like 20, 40, 60 minutes, two hours. And then I would pick something that at night and I would listen to music using the techniques that I had learned. And I would be more not as focused on, you know, picturing clean scans, picturing, you know, me holding my daughter's daughter or, you know, like different visuals that would allow you to see yourself healthy and older or old, but more just like what happens when I go in the field. And I would allow the field to kind of take me. I would go in with an intention, but I wasn't so focused on it. And on top of that, um, and I'm not exactly sure when this fell into the sequence of events, but I learned from this friend of mine how to create in your imagination a place to meditate. So mine is a hut. I can see the floor. It's a sandstone, like like soapstone floor. I can see the carpet, the walls with these purple flowers real flowers hanging off of them. I can see the the chase lounge and the cozy chair to sit there and the bookshelves and the plants and the bookshelf with a big leather bound book with my name on it that would have words in it, you know, and, um, and I would go in there and I would meditate and that was quote, the soul energy place to meditate. I would fly out of the roof and go, you know, bopping around. Um, I would come back in, I would go out of body I created a healing room that I could get to from this hut that was over a bridge with these incredible waterfalls and green everywhere. It's like the Amazon. And then it would go into a cave and, and then go through the cave into a flagstone path. And there was this little thatched house and that was my healing house. And I would go in and I, that's where I would meet the healing guides and the, and the healers and, and have all kinds of stuff that went on. There. Wow. This is what I do at night, you know, and then I would, I would have these wild experiences. And then I had a lagoon, which um, is something you might want to think about. And that is where I would go and meet my mom. And I was extremely close to my mom. And so I really, really identified the anxiety and all that stuff that you're going through. And so I would go and meet her. And also sometimes my father would show up. Sometimes Lisa would show up. 
And that was the place that I would go to meet with people that had uh, that already had passed. And so that was what I did at night. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Um, then you went into maintenance. Then they went into maintenance. Cancer start come back. Not good. Um, that this is now. So you didn't so, go into your know, healing September. hut anymore. Well, no, I have to, you know, I'm kind of thinking now that I'm saying all this, that's why I said, I didn't know the sequence of events, the healing hut and this hut came after it came back. Oh, okay. And I did that night and I'm sorry. I'm realizing that, um, no, that, it's okay. that came a bit later and it's came back, came back, came back. And I didn't feel bad though. I didn't have any symptoms. I looked perfectly healthy. My oncologist would always be like, this is so weird because you have no symptoms and you should have pain. And I had zero. And this one on now we're into April, 2020, uh, uh, April, 2021, sorry, last year. So a year ago, I went to a Joe Dispenza um, event as well. And uh, that's actually where I met Hemel. And that's where I had the mystical experience um, that I mentioned at the Joe Dispenza event where I saw myself old and it wasn't, you know, how you meditate. It's all kind of a little bit, you know, fuzzy, real, but fuzzy. This was really me standing there old. I mean, it was jarring. And I only had had that two other times with my mother when she showed up and it was like, she was there and I could see her and like really fool. And uh, I, recognized that it was me because she had on once she looked like me old, but she had on my necklace that I always wear, which is my meditation symbol, which is a double H. Oh, wow. So I knew it was her and I was just crying and uh, really emotional because I realized, oh yeah, I lived because she looked really old, like pushing 90 old. And I just was staring at her, ran over to her. She was by a lake near my house. And I'm like, yeah, I just like couldn't speak, you know, I would, and she just was hugging me and held my face. And she said, do not worry, do not worry. You're going to live an incredible life. And she put my head on her chest. And I remember just crying. I can see the wrinkles on her chest, which she had on the whole thing. And then all of a sudden I was out and I knew that that was a really, really special moment. And it was a huge gift. And I also realized also after speaking about it with a friend of mine, she said, she goes, I don't want to bum you out, but I think that's a really a huge gift, but you're going to need it when things could potentially get worse. And, and I actually thought, oh, geez, I bet that's true that they, that they, they, you know, spirit, universe, guides, angels, whoever you want to call it, that they gave this to me as a, something to hold on to. And, and it got way worse. So one quick question of you. And Kelsey, if you have any questions thus far, let me know. Were you a meditator before this? No, I, well, I downloaded the Calm app Yeah, when I had it the first time and I did meditate. I would do like different Calm stuff, but I, after I, you know, after I was well, I maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. I didn't do much. Yeah. No. But you were that typical overachieving type A hustle hard kind of woman. Correct. Okay. So things get worse. Tell us how, how, what happened? Well, really bad. So by August, um, it had hit my liver in a huge way and my, it was all over my spine. You couldn't even see my spine. It was just covered in tumors, my shoulders, my pelvis, my hips, and um, arms, uh, it started to go into my arms and, um, I still had zero symptoms, zero. 
And my oncologist said, you should look like you're dying. I don't understand this. And he wanted me to go immediately in chemo. I was scheduled to go the, uh, uh, to, to Marco Island um, for, and then, you know, Dr. Jovet also had meetings there because of now I was on the board of InterScience. And uh, I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm going. I cut a deal with him that I would do some tests before I left. Um, and that's where it went south. I had a biopsy. And on the way home from the biopsy, I, would, I was really upset at this point because I thought, how did I not fix this? So I ran into a friend of mine who she's in the Ayurveda stuff. Very good friend. She's a big hold up the mirror person to you. And I was telling her how angry I was with myself. I was furious with myself. How could I do this to my kids? How could I do this to my husband? And that's when she just looked at me. She's like, do you have any idea how she used the worse word than screwed up? This is. And I just looked at her and she said, you need to love yourself. You need to be kind to yourself. And I was first defensive. Mm -hmm. Of course, I love my source. And she goes, no, you're not. You are not kind to yourself and you are not loving yourself. You need to do something about that. She was really like, wow. And I went home and I sent her a WhatsApp and I said, thank you. Aha moment. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Huge. And so I start, I did Louise Hayes. She's all about that. So I start watching Lee Hayes and then at that within four hours, my whole body seized up from neck to ankle, couldn't could hardly move, crazy pain. The hospital had no idea why that would be. There, my uh, integrated doctor believes that because I was so totally imbalanced with spirituality, my exercise diet, extra, all of that stuff, that I threw it way out of balance by sticking something in and pulling something out. And he said that he had seen that uh, before. And um, I ended up, you know, basically crawling onto that plane. My husband was a like just a dreamboat organizing it all because I was insistent that I went. And by the time I left that week, I had coherence healings. I went through the week that you went through. I went in in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I literally, there was no way I was getting through the airport. And didn't and you left, say to your husband, didn't you say to yourself at one point, there was something that hit me at that event that was so strong when you said, Maybe I should just check out and let go. That's in November. That was just six months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So sorry. I'm jumping point, ahead. Did, go was, ahead. Yeah. No, there's more. I Shit. I forgot out. there's more. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll skip through the next quickly. But the, that, that week, it was all about um, asking for forgiveness to my kids because I felt guilty, which they didn't quite understand why I felt guilty, which was good to hear. Not quite understand. They didn't understand at all. Um, and then it was about being kind and loving yourself. That was a hard one. You know, you have to say, I love you and your name and I love you every genesis. That was so uncomfortable to say, 
but I just kept saying it and saying it and trying to really go into it. And the meditations were great. The coherence healings were great. I walked out of there, no pain, no pain meds anymore. You went in with a wheelchair. Went in with a wheelchair and unbearable pain and you walked out. Yep. Now, I'm going to qualify the wheelchair. The wheelchair was to get me through the airport and to the, uh, you know, to the hotel. But once I was at the hotel, I mean, I would shuffle along. I didn't carry anything, not even a water bottle because I couldn't take any weight. My husband would carry the pillow, everything, because I was just like this, you know, as I would walk along. And then by the end, um, I was totally fine. And you went home? Numbers improved. So I got to, they said, let's go for a critical trial. Weeks later, fell off a cliff, started getting, you know, that fell off the cliff. Things got getting worse, worse, worse. November rolls around and um, I just fell way off a cliff. And that was the moment where I had lost 25 pounds and I didn't have 25 pounds to lose, was on morphine, slept all the time. Um, And that was when I thought, Okay, this yeah, you know, it's a flipping roller coaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. pretty tired. And I thought I could go and this could be easier for my husband and my kids so they don't have to watch this. Um, or I can try one more time. And I didn't really know how I was gonna try one more time because I had really no energy and I was in so much pain. I just would try to figure out how I could jump out of my body. I mean, to get up to go to the bathroom was just you know, I was just would whirring with pain. And uh, just then one of my friends sent me a text and she said, you know, four things. You're in a dark place. You need to go to the light. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. Um, second was you have to stop blaming yourself and take thinking you're responsible for your healing. You're not. They are. Second was you have to stop doubting that you can heal. You never did. Now you do. And the third thing, which was the most difficult for me, is you need to surrender. You need to give this over. And that's what I worked on. I decided, damn it, I'm going for it. And um, I would hang out in the jacuzzi and meditate hours a day. Got better over weeks. Still had, still knew that I hadn't quite broken the dam. I stayed up all night, that magic one to four, as you mentioned, Maria. And all of a sudden, I just, I literally, I did everything. I was like pushing it out of me. I was... Like, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I would literally physically like be pushing it out. And all of a sudden I knew I crashed through because I just, I mean, I went like this, my arm went on the floor and I looked at my husband, like, what the hell this hit the house? He was sound asleep. And then all in a split second. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, bliss, euphoric, all the pain was gone. I was laughing, crying. I knew I did it. Wow. And the next hours later, I had a blood test. I'm on no drugs at this point. And uh, it was 25% better when it had been getting like, you know, 25, 30% worse each week. And then it just improved, improved, improved from there. Um, I ended up taking a the old drug. I didn't get the new drug, which for me, I was happy about that. Somehow I knew that that was the right thing that I didn't get this new drug and my oncologist was very upset and uh, I was not. I took started taking new drugs somewhere in December. It takes a couple months to work, but my numbers just kept going down. And that's when my oncologist was like, I cannot explain this. Like this, yeah, I don't get it. It all happened, you know, without drugs and now no drug should be having an effect. And, you know, it was like, and then 
that's when my husband said, it's, it's her, she's doing it. And he knew about the meditation because he used to roll his eyes a bit, not in a mean way. Cause yeah. Yeah. But, but they can't believe it. Yeah. They can't. No. And you know, then he said, okay, I'm ready for the book. What should I read? <laughs> Your husband was all in. Here's what I see though. If you go back to the beginning um, and you see the through line, you were willing and pushing and forcing and, and you were changing your personality, but you had to evolve to the place where you had to have compassion with yourself and let go of the willing and the forcing. And that's why God exactly or correct. whatever, that's why this kept coming back to you. I believe what my, my thought is, and you can tell us what you think, but it kept coming back to you because that was the ultimate goal is you needed to love yourself and you had to get so bad that you had to say, okay, it's not just me. We're working together here and I have to love myself and be compassionate with myself. But you would have never gotten there unless you were forced to. That's exactly correct. Is I had to let go <sighs> and love myself and be kind to myself and forgive myself and let go. Yeah, you know, that I because I had gotten over the forgive, I had gotten over the being kind and love, and I had still not let go. That was the thing that that crashed crashed me through. And and you know, to this day, you know, it's not like you do it and then it's over, right? You, every day you have to practice this, and you get faced with obstacles and struggles. And and Michael Singer has a great way of putting it. Is he'll say he wrote the Untethered Soul, which is a great book. He has a second mm-hmm. one out. Um, is you have to let it move through you. So I literally when something, you know, things happen that, you know, where you're challenged and you get to practice what you learn. And I literally will feel it. I will imagine it going through my body and then out. And you can just keep doing that. And I'll do it while I'm meditating and just keep pushing it out. And uh, so I'm allowing whatever that negative thing is, whatever that situation is, whatever it is, let it just go through me. So great. And now where are you at health-wise? I'm great. I mean, so that was, you know, uh, last, you know, this was January, which I told you about. All my tumor marker numbers are not even just normal. I mean, they're way normal. My scans are great. I feel, I don't, I mean, I feel better than I did, you know, three years ago. I was bragging to my youngest daughter. I was like, I was full on wop, wop, wop swimming for 30 minutes. You know, I mean, just, I have a, one of the jet things, those pools that again, my husband got when I got, uh, when I got sick, so I could exercise cause I couldn't run. So, I mean, I'm in, you know, physically very fit, emotionally feel good, but you know, it's not like everything's perfect, right? You know, you every day, not every day, but in your life, you're going to have challenges and you have to continually go back to what you learned and continue to do it and continue to peel the onion. So then I picked the next thing to work on. What was the next and thing? That w- the next thing was ego, not necessarily that you're, you know, think you're great. Ego is a lot more than just thinking you're great. It's that voice, those thoughts that are always coming in your head. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm evaluating now is, is that ego or is that really me? And am I doing this because of ego or am I doing this because of me that I want to do it? So there's this, there's the, you know, a little bit of changing your personality of not reacting to stuff. I'm doing that with ego is to, to um, just discover and uncover where it is and how it's playing a role. 
Yeah. Well, cause we can and, so and often create a story like Kelsey's mad at me. I know she's mad at me. And then you create this whole story of why she's mad yeah. at you. And it's like, uh, ego, no, she's not even thinking of you. This is all you creating this in your own head. So I'm just giving that exactly. example for people to really, you know, truly kind of connect and understand. So for people who have not been involved in any Dr. Joe Dispenza work, what do you say? Like, are you, are you out there, um, telling all your friends or all your friends doing this? Cause I feel like I've gotten all my friends doing it now. <laughs> I'm like, this I is decided- the way. <laughs> Yeah, this always cracks me up when you say that because that's that show also that's on Disney Plus where they say this is the way. Um, I do not do that. I'm, I decided I was not going to be evangelist. So I decided to go with the evidence is the loudest voice without knowing what that saying meant until recently, which is a saying within the Dr. Joe community. And you know, most everyone thought I was going to die pretty darn quickly because it was, you know, it was not good. September 2019, and that I looked so good and everything was great. Of course, people start asking you, "What do you do?" What is it? Yeah, yeah. And so I always tell them, and I can't even tell you how many people have asked me now. I mean, it's it would be mm-hmm. hard to to give a number. Um, and what I tell them is, go watch these interviews, and I give them what the the interviews, the London Real, a couple others that uh, Dr. Joe did. Give us the, the ones, ones that, that you share with me. people, so we can put them in the summary here for people. So the London Reel, he does uh, is a good one. Danica Patrick, he does a good one with her. Kelly Goraz um, for the, the heel pocket. So she has one. Um, that's a more recent one that's, uh, that I give. And then I never, ever get this man's name right. Lewis Howe? House, Howes? yeah. Okay. I always want to call him Huey Lewis, which is, <laughs> of, of course, absolutely not correct. But <laughs> it always pops in my head. And I'm always being corrected, and I still exist in there. So um, those are the ones I send to them. And, I'll, and, and what I do now is I said, if you are interested, I am more than willing to help you. I will never ask you about this again. If you want to talk about it, it's up to you yep. to ask me. And I also will not spend time with people because I did that in the beginning, unless you watch the interviews and you're in. Because I spend hours taking walks and on phone and zooms and whatever, and I said I'm not doing that. I said you have to, you have to, yeah. do some work first to determine if this is for you because it might not be. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's siphoning more energy to people yes, who aren't ready exactly. or who don't want it or just curious. It's not energy you have to give. Um, so we'll have to give you our Dr. Joe link so you can send that one too. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Because I listen to, I've been listening to you since the. Um, since I, we met mm-hmm. at, at Dr. Joe and, and I, that interview was really good. So I will absolutely put that in the mix. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Queen, any last questions before we let Evie go? No, I mean, that's just amazing. It's amazing. I'm literally sitting here writing notes. I'm like, okay, I'm making my whole family do this with me, but you're right. I can't force them. <laughs> no. both, both my parents have had cancer twice. My dad just got it again. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Well, the, the last time he called me, I was like, dad, can you go to therapy? I, like That was my response. But I think that like this work is just so powerful and like, I know it's such a mindset. And even with me, I have stomach stuff. And I know that when I kind of surrendered, I was like, okay, kid like you're going to keep just bringing this up, bringing it to yourself. It will, it, it got better when I acknowledged like it's about, I need to love myself. I need to surrender all this stuff. So 
I don't know. I'm just very, I'm very moved by it. It signals, like she said. Yeah. God, yeah. Like it's, it's the gift. That's why I saw the tumor as a gift for me. Cause right. I'm like, yes. oh, this is my massive brick on the head. Yep. I wasn't listening to all the little right. other ones. I've got to change. And I've been on that process of change, Yeah. but this is now just like, this is just next level. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even, I, I would be here all day telling you, <laughs> all the things that have changed and shifted and manifested. And, and like he says, those, oh my God, you're never going to believe it kind of moments. Yeah, yeah, they keep exactly. happening. Like even yep. in my my new life that I'm I'm planning for myself, part of it was like, I really want a lot of adventures. I just want to have fun. And, but my husband is very much fun for him is sitting on the recliner and watching some really great TV. And he just loves it. And, I, and we went on a hike recently and he goes, I want to do more of this. I don't want to sit on the recliner anymore. I want to I want to go out and see things. Let's go on little adventures every weekend. I go, who are you? And what have you done with my <laughs> husband? He hasn't even done the work. He's borrowing the benefits because I'm manifesting this for yep. us. It's bananas cool. So Evie, you, your story is so inspirational. I'm so grateful that you took the time to share this with us because um, it's going to help so many people. Uh, be able to find themselves because that's what this is. Like we're peeling the onion to our our true core and and reconnecting with that because we've gotten so hardened on the outside. So many things have happened and just, and then life just takes us and drags us all over the place. Now we're moving our own ships wherever we want to go. We're not being dragged I agree. anywhere. I agree. And I'll say one other thing, because I think one of the things that turns people off is when you hear me, they think, when the heck am I going to meditate two times a day? And how do I have all of this? I, I don't have time. I did that because I had a huge 911 problem. You don't have to start that way. I have yeah. three kids. They were all at the week long. That was what they wanted to do. They wanted to find out how their mom healed themselves. And they're young adults or you know, they're, uh, 18, 21, 22. I said, guys, you don't have to do this for an hour. You can do it for 15 minutes. You know, There's lots of 15-minute meditations. There's 30-minute meditations. Start with one minute when you get in your car, close your eyes and just be quiet for one minute. So, and it becomes a bit addictive, as you know, is you do the minute, then you do five minutes and you do 10 minutes and you go at your own pace. So I don't want your listeners to think, oh, forget it. I can never do that. I don't have the time. Don't look at it that way. You know, just, you can stick your toe in and start small and let it grow. Great message because I keep trying to remind people that you and I were not meditators before this so that they can see themselves in us because I, I wasn't, I was doing yoga nidra. I thought that was really cool. That was a new thing I added into my life because I couldn't just go into black space for 20 minutes. And again, I didn't have the time because there was no incentive for me. I didn't know what I was really going to get out of it. To be honest, Um, a lot of people will come out and say, you know, meditation changed my life, but there was nothing I could just like really grab onto when you're sick or you have something you need to heal. It's a lot easier to grab on because you have to try something. But the goal for me is to get people to any kind of work where they're going to heal themselves of their emotions, of their, you know, limiting beliefs, whatever it is. So you don't get to where we got, where we had no other choice, right? I want you to see that there is something out there that you can try. And it's like just starting with that class, the formula, you're going to get so intrigued 
behind the neuroscience and the quantum physics and how we work. And you're just going to get deeper and deeper. And you're like, all right, I'll try this. And then eventually it just takes form. You're going to either love it or not. I think you're going to love it. And as you, you said, then we get addicted. So Kevin keeps saying, he goes, Maria, don't tell people you're meditating for two, three hours a day. They're going to think this is impossible because you thought it was impossible to do 20 minutes. I said, I understand. I totally get that. I would not believe that I could ever, ever do it. But I do because I'm like, anytime I don't feel good, bye, everybody. I go in, I meditate, I come back a new person. Or I'm just excited at what I could like experience in that kind of space and I just go whenever I can. Some days I can't do all of that, but I'm compassionate with myself. And I know the next day probably will give me more, you know, opportunity. But I think that's a really great point. And I'm so grateful. And Evie, thank you, thank you, thank you um, oh, you're for your most time. Welcome. And it was a pleasure to be here. And thank you to you because I've listened to a ton of your podcast now. And the content that you put out there and the resources that you share with your listeners are so incredibly helpful, I'm sure, too so many people. Oh, thank you. So now are you a part of the heel squad officially? <laughs> I am. Our heel squad Woo. continues to grow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Evie, um, thank you so much. Um, are you on Instagram or anything like that? I am, but I am so bad at posting on Instagram, but I, I am, I am on there. Okay. I have to get a little better at that. I've been keeping told that. <laughs> okay. Just in case people wanted to follow you. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, you have an amazing day. Thank you so much. And we Thank hope you, to see you, you soon. Okay. When I said it was a roller coaster of a story, was I wrong? No, it was like, it was a lot to even kind of like keep, keep in with her because I'm like, holy cow. She went through a lot. A lot. Years of a lot. Yeah. Um, but... I just think of her going in that final, final straw, getting out of a bed on morphine and saying, I am going to this event. I am going to get better. And, and walking out <laughs> like amazing. Yeah. You know, this is, these are real people that are having real experiences. And so, um, I just think it's it's so inspiring and so amazing. And and getting to hear she even modified stuff and did it her own way. Right. Is really cool. I love her healing hut. Me too. I know. And the lagoon. And the lagoon. I want to like up. set up a lagoon for my mom and I, I to like chill in. With so some, cute. You know, margaritas or something. <laughs> uh, she had told me that at the event. And, you know, I forgot about that. So I'm really grateful that she just shared that again. Anyway, tomorrow, friends, you're going to hear from Kristen who had over 150 brain tumors, cancer in her hips, bones, lungs. Um, I mean, all over her lungs, all over her spine. You couldn't, I think she, yeah, it was in her spine too, and right? Spine, lungs. Um, liver. Yeah. Was I it mean, her liver? I don't, I don't know. Now, no, that was Epi. I don't remember liver. <laughs> I don't remember liver. Anyway. I know spine and lungs <laughs> and brain. Very powerful story as well. Uh, tune in tomorrow to hear her story and some really powerful epiphanies for women to hear. Oh my goodness. There were some drop the mics in here. So I hope you guys join us and I hope it helps you in the meantime. Be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.